Hello, hello, hello. It's 2020 and it is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield, with another edition of Storytime. Now, I know I've been gone for a while. I missed y'all. I promise you I did. But we're back. And in this new year, we are going to be bringing you 52 new episodes, one for every glorious week of the year of new content, new podcasts, new discussions, new stories to talk about. Because that's what we do here at Storytime, right? We talk about the story and what is exciting to the world. So there are a few things on my list of things to talk about for this year. There are a few movies, TV shows, some things in real life, some things with my life. There's a bunch of topics that we're going to go over and discuss. But I want to start this one off with something that I found a little controversial. I didn't feel like it should have been controversial. I felt like it should have been a magnanimous undertaking in black film and cinema, but for some reason it didn't get received that way. And I'm talking about the movie Queen and Slim. Now, if you've seen the movie, that's great. If you haven't seen the movie, my first question to you is what are you waiting on? But, you know, everyone has a life and things go on on or whatever whatnot so i'm not gonna hold it against you i will say however that this podcast is going to contain some spoilers so if you don't want to hear those spoilers if you don't want to be privy to that information go ahead and skip to the next podcast and go ahead and miss this one because we're going to be breaking down some of the themes and some of the things that i saw in this movie and trying to get to the bottom of the story as to why it's such a controversial film especially in the black community So, without further ado, I bring you another episode of Storytime, Queen and Slim. One of the greatest joys I have in this life is storytelling. Whether it's superpowered teenagers, high paid assassins, or ancient demon hunters, I am driven by the process of telling compelling stories that engage and entertain people. My hope is that through these tales, I can inspire others to attain to heights in their own creativity, to tell the stories of others through my lens and bring a smile to the faces of other individuals. Now you have a chance to be a part of my story. By subscribing to my Patreon and helping me to grow my writing and my publishing company to the next level, with your support, I'll be able to create new content for you like podcasts, audiobooks, and more. To get started, just sign up at patreon.com slash your favorite author. What's going on, world? Once again, it is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield. And if you are creative for yourself and you're looking for an outlet to get your content or your voice out, then you need to check out Anchor.fm. I've been using it for over a year now, and I love it. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain a few things. First of all, it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I actually do a lot of my stuff on the go. And then Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So 
it basically gives you everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Queen and Slim. Let's start with the setting of the movie, right? So first is two individuals, young black man, young black woman, who are going on their first date. So their first date is a little mom and pop spot that uh, the girl who plays Queen doesn't seem to be too impressed with. Uh, the guy, he seems really humble. He seems really simple. Doesn't seem like he wants or asks for much. He's a, a family guy who just, you know, wanted to spend some time with a nice looking lady. Apparently he had kind of, di- she had kind of dissed him a couple times. And so, you know, they go on this date. It's not going great. They probably would not have went on a second date had uh, the events that transpired in the movie happened. So they're out. He's getting ready to take her back home. And in the process of them taking her back home, uh, they get pulled over by the cops. Uh, The reason that they were being pulled over was something fluky, was nothing at all other than he swerved a little bit. He wasn't drinking. He didn't even drink alcohol, which was which is a very interesting uh, aspect of his character. But he didn't drink alcohol, so he wasn't drunk. Uh, he got pulled over, and then, of course, the cop that happens to pull him over happens to be a guy who was racist and, um, you know, wants him to get out of the car, wants him to do all these other things. And so a struggle happens, and in that struggle, uh, the cop shoots at Queen, shoots at the young lady. Uh, Slim ends up fighting the gun away from him and then uh, getting the gun and shooting the cop killing him in the street so that's that's what happens in the first 15-20 minutes of the movie that sets up everything so it goes right into it um, which I think is important because uh, we, we think about movies requiring the right type of setup and storytelling is one of those things where if you don't set it up properly uh you can leave the audience not understanding certain concepts and your message can be lost in the story and so the first thing that happens is the cop is shot and they go on the run she tells him we can't we can't do anything about it we can't help him and we can't turn ourselves in we have to run you just killed a police officer we have to run um now when we we look at this film the first thing we have to do is understand the type of movie it was. Because um, I think a lot of the reason why there was so much controversy and so so many people who didn't really care for the film was because they went into it with the wrong, wrong mindset. Um, which is, is easy to see because the film was, was framed sort of as a revolutionary type film. As Queen is Slim or Leading the Revolution, they're this power couple like Bonnie and Clyde type thing but in reality Queen and Slim in its simplest form is a love story it is a story of two individuals who find each other in the most trying of circumstances and in all of that madness and and all of the craziness of everything that's going on around them they somehow find love and so the reasons why let's let's kick back to the setup and why just the premise of the movie can be so uh, triggering 
for a lot of people who saw it. So um, already you're starting the film off in a way where you have two black people who are already going to have a death warrant assigned to them. Um, Black people who kill cops typically don't survive. And so if you were someone who was coming into this film looking for something that was, uh, you know, that was going to be inspiring or this was going to motivate me or make me feel uh, better about, you know, my place in America, this this film wasn't I don't. And and this is me from another creative standpoint. I don't believe that was the purpose of this film. Uh, What I do believe the purpose of the film was, was to illustrate uh, one point in particular, how um, black love is beautiful, no matter how it's formed and no matter how it comes into fruition. So uh, I'm going to talk about that next. But before I go any further, I want to reiterate the fact that Queen and Slim, before anything else, is a love story is a story about two individuals who find love. So the next theme that I want to talk about, and this is probably the one that stuck out the most for me in the movie, was how um, Black love love and black relationships and um you know being a black man in america i understand this probably just as well as anyone else black love is a is it's an anomaly it's and the reason i say this and the reason i say that it it is an anomaly it's it's almost miraculous every time uh that real black love is formed is because it's always birthed in a place of hostility Um, so if you look at the way, uh, relationships form and you look at how, uh, love forms for, for other races, right? Like, so in Mexico, if you were born of Mexican descent and you lived in Mexico, you would be able to find love. And, you know, unless you have to worry about cartels or something like that, if you live in a dangerous area, you'd be able to find love and, that love would be accepted and would be fine the where you know wherever you are. If you're white in America, you know your love would be fine and celebrated as is. But when you are black in America and you find love, your love has to find a way to survive all of the other things that are attacking you constantly. And so when you look at the way that the events transpire in Queen and Slims. For example, um, you know, when they they originally did not really get along very well. She was very opinionated. Uh, she's very strong-willed. He, uh, you know, wanted to turn himself in. He, he had a very high, uh, you know, moral compass that was telling him, like, we need to do the right thing. We need to do the right thing. But the right thing always didn't equate to uh, what would have been ideal for their survival. And so there were a lot of points where they differed. There were a lot of things that they didn't see eye to eye on, which is not a a requisite, a prerequisite for any type of love to succeed. Like you don't have to be 
100% compatible to find love or to be in love with anybody. Um, but what was beautiful about this, and this is why I really enjoyed this film, was that, um, you know, when you look at most love stories, they always have a tragic ending. I know a lot of people didn't like the tragic ending that happened in Queen and Slim when they died at the end. Um, but if you look at Romeo and Juliet, they both died at the end. Um, a lot of popular love stories had some type of tragic ending. <coughs> mm, excuse me. <coughs> Whew. Let me grab some water real quick. But um, Romeo and Juliet, the Titanic, uh, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio's character ends up dying at the end of it. The Notebook, a movie that I fell asleep on three times and I promised myself I would never try and watch it again. That movie also had a tragic ending. The, the woman was not able to fully appreciate their love because she couldn't remember it, right? Um, and yet, oh, it's sweet that he has to, you know, tell her the story of their love over and over again. But um, I don't know if any of you have ever dealt with uh, dementia. It's it's not sweet. It's not it's not loving. It's it's very hard. And it's very hard on the family. Uh, it's very hard on the people who have to deal with their loved ones having dementia. So, um, you know, most love stories don't end with happy endings contrary to what Disney would have you believe um, Disney has convinced a lot of people that you know oh you know you find your prince charming or you know you find your princess and you know you overcome your obstacles and everything works out and it's happily ever after um, black love typically does not happen that way just because there's so much stacked against you that even when you do find that person um, the powers that be you know, may have you would still work to try and keep you apart, would still work to try and drive a wedge in between you. And so um, what was beautiful about this film and what I loved the most about this film was how in all of this and everything that they went through, they still found a way to overcome their adversity, to grow, to care for each other, to love each other. And that love even though it couldn't save them, it was enough. And when I say that love was enough, I mean, you know, she didn't, he didn't have uh, millions to offer her. He didn't have a future to offer her. She didn't have, uh, you know, the, the typical uh, video vixen Instagram model looks. She didn't have anything to offer of herself other than herself and that was enough for him that was what he needed he was all she needed and vice versa so last thing about this film and the last thing i want to talk about before i get out of here is how the movie dealt with race, right? So um, there, there are a lot of things that I liked about it, that the way it dealt with race, and there's a few things that did kind of bother me, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, there's some things that I felt may have been unnecessary, and I will say this, uh, and, and I'm not sure if, uh, you know, if, if the creators of the movie had envisioned this or they thought of this, 
um, already, but should they have filmed uh, an alternative ending, an alternate ending? Um, if there is an alternate ending that's like strictly available for DVD, that may that may make a lot of people feel better about the film. Um, so I, I know some movies do that where like, oh, this is the alternate ending. Uh, if there's an alternate ending where they make it to Cuba, they live happily ever after, that may satiate a lot of people's grievances when it comes to Queen and Slim. Um, but if they don't, it's still a very solid film. I really enjoyed it, and I, I think it's a great movie for couples to see together um, and then discuss afterwards. You know, always have a discussion about these things, talk about the story itself, and talk about how it is reflexive of your own story, how it how it reflects your own story, your own relationships. But the way the film dealt with race is that it kind of picked at a few different things um so for example the very first cop that they run into is a racist and then the next cop that they run into seems to not be a racist he seems to be a guy who would help just about anybody he sees them pulled over on the side of the road takes them to go get a gas can and then you know comes to find out oh these guys are cop killers so he's doing his job but he didn't seem you know racist from that then you run into some some black people who recognize them. It's like, oh, these people know what we did. Some people are supportive of it. Some people were like, hey, we know we know what y'all did, but we're not gonna let nobody know you're here. You can relax. You can chill. We're gonna, you know, this is a place of, of rest for you. Then there are some people who didn't support. Like the uncle was like, yo, y'all gotta get out of here. Y'all can't y'all can't stay because y'all ain't about to bring no heat down on me. Then, you know, the mechanic who was like, you know, I know what you did. I don't support what you did. Um, you know, there, there's a few things. And then there were two characters who who bothered me. Um, the two kids, you know, I, I didn't have issue with any of the other ones because, you know, when, when you look at black people as a whole and, and this is one of the things that I say about us. We are so diverse, even amongst ourselves, that. You know, we're going to have differing opinions. We're going to have we're going to take different stances on different things. Like not all black people think and, and feel and love and appreciate things the same way. And so, you know, when you have some black people who are like, yeah, I rock with you. I support you. I see what you're doing and, and I'm with you. You know, that's great. And then there's also, you know, those who are like, no, I don't support you. And, and you there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being black and having a different stance um you know you can support black people and disagree with them and, and that's perfectly fine that's one thing that i really want to drive through is you being black you can support black and disagree with a stance that's taken at the same time but the two characters in this film that bother me so the first of which um was the black guy at the end the guy who turned him in with the the grill and the glasses and me disliking him was solely and it was probably intentional in, in the way that he was created and the way he was framed and the way he was he was set up to be portrayed in this he was not meant to be liked which you know that's fine but essentially he is the uh crab in the burrow he is the the bottom of the bottom the black guy that like you know oh gosh like he'd be somebody that if you saw him in the street you wouldn't trust him he ends up turning them into the police for the reward money. He's driven by greed, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, there are those who are like that in, in every race. It's not even you know, a black, white thing. It's just 
you know, money to some people is more important than having values. And that guy, unfortunately, was like that. Um, so I didn't care for his character, but that's, he was he was a antagonist. He was not meant to be liked. The other character that I did not care for, um, and when I said I didn't care for him, it wasn't necessarily him as a character, but how he was portrayed, was the teenage boy that they ran into who wanted to be immortalized, who wanted to be remembered for something, and ended up shooting a black cop, um, you know, in the face. So this kid, um, and that's what he was, he was a kid, he goes out and he goes to a protest um after running into queen and slim he he meets them his father is actually the one working on their car trying to get it fixed he meets them he tells them how much he supports them and their heroes and all this and he wants to be remembered one day just like them but in being remembered his idea of being remembered is being a martyr he he wants to be remembered at his death uh so the first thing i want to say is that unfortunately with the exception of a few, uh, black children are being killed so frequently by police and, and in, in manners, I don't want to say similar to this, but in, in manners that are adjacent to this. And it's happening so often that we can't remember the names and you won't be remembered for this. And so when he did it, and when it happened, I was like, this is a waste of life. Um, it, it's a pointless waste of life that shouldn't have been shown because for those people who are very emotionally connected to a lot of the deaths that happened in this country, it was probably a very emotionally triggering uh, event to witness. Um, this boy who had so much to live for because he wanted to be remembered, decides to shoot a black cop in the face. Um, and I don't think it was purposeful or I think the only reason why the black cop was shown was because the black cop was trying to give him empathy because sometimes our black officers, there are plenty of black police officers and they get caught in a position where they're stuck in between a rock and a hard place where they understand what's going on, but they also have a job to do. And so he tried to save that boy and uh, the boy killed him anyway. And so that, it was just a down part of the movie. It, it served a purpose, but the purpose did not coincide with the flow of the movie to me. So I can see where people, if, if you saw that part and you immediately were turned off by the film, I can understand that. Um, and, and you're not wrong for feeling that way. You know, you're definitely entitled to be uh, affected by the things that you view and the things you see. This is why the stories that we tell are so important and why story time, uh, why, why understanding the story that's being shared and being told uh, is important. But to get off of that for just a second and talk about the one guy that really uh, resonated for me it was the black uh, police officer who sees Queen and Slim inside a garage and he lets him go and then goes back and tells his buddy, I just saw a deer, uh, two deer that were stuck in a fence and I let them go. That was probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's a story about black love and, and black connection and, and just us 
surviving and, and making it and what it takes to be black in America when the whole world is against you. There's so many things that you could take from this film, but my advice to you is to watch it yourself and, you know, write your own story. Tell your own story about how you feel about it. But this is the end of our story and this is the end of story time for today. So I thank you for checking in with me. Once again, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe, share, watch, do all of that. Just stay connected. Uh, it's your favorite author. And if you want to continue to support me, definitely go to my Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash your favorite author. That's U-R-F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E-A-U-T-H-O-R. Your favorite author. And subscribe. You know, support me that way. Um, definitely want to bring you great content, continue to bring you great content from now uh, going forward. Um, like I said, you're going to see something new from me every week. So definitely stay tuned. Tell your friends. It's your favorite author. I write books and this is story time.